Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I speak with Candace Schneider. Uh, Candace is the newest member of the TEC coaching team, uh, as well as an accomplished runner herself. Uh, she has raced uh, and competed in dozens and dozens of road marathons before switching uh, primarily uh, to trail running. And um, she brings an excitement and a love for running and endurance sports uh, to our conversation that, uh, that really uh, is, uh, is infectious. Uh, we talk about how she was able to step back uh, from her goals on the road, focus on fun, uh, and how that uh, ultimately led to uh, her getting to be a stronger, faster, uh, and better runner. Um, we talk about how she used uh, running to process grief uh, when she tragically uh, lost her father. Um, we talk about uh, the role of acceptance and setting goals and how your goals shift and change and morph uh, as we get older and um, we change focus and our abilities change. Um, so Candace brings um, so much uh, fun and excitement and a great spirit and love for endurance sports to our conversation. It was great to sit down um, and, uh, and chat with her uh, and get a chance to, uh, to explore uh, why she loves running and uh, what role it plays in her life. Um, as always, thomasenduranceCoaching.com for more resources and everything we talk about on the show. Um, just as a reminder, uh, TEC Teams uh, is a new service we've launched uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I would encourage everyone to check it out. Um, we're offering a free 14-day trial, um, and uh, it's a it's a really Fantastic new uh, product that puts the puts the coach athlete relationship at the front and center uh, of uh, a training plan solution that's designed to meet the needs uh, of all athletes. Something we're very very excited about uh, and really aligns with our mission at TEC. Um, and so check that out as well as uh, reach out to a coach if you have any questions for a free introductory call. We're always here to help uh, and be a resource. So. Uh, with all that being said, I hope you enjoy my conversation with the newest member of the TEC coaching team, Candace Schneider. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. 
Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Hey Candice, how are you? Hey, good. Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, gotta keep my caffeine rolling. You know. <laughs> yeah, I had to cut myself off. <laughs> yeah, you and I have talked about that. It's um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't make the best decisions a lot of times when it comes to to recaffeination. <laughs> I should. Life is just, too short. <laughs> I should switch to water, and I I don't typically. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited to have you. You're, uh, you are, uh, among other things, uh, happen to be our uh, newest uh, coach that we brought on TEC, and you're uh, taking care of or focusing on uh, the trail runners that we work with, um, which I'm super excited about. And um, you made the switch from from road running to trail running. Um, tell me what what caused that switch because you were. You, you've done a lot of road marathons, right? It was like 37, am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, 37. <laughs> in, a, in a relatively short period of time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah you didn't start first... running till, was it 2007 you did your first race, 2006? Uh, yeah, 2007 was my first marathon. Um, I was 20, 21, 22, yeah. Yeah, so. and you were hooked. You were like, I was, yeah. I mean, to some degree, you had to be to do thirty-six more of them. Yeah, I was like, this is fun. I'm gonna do this again. <laughs> there, there's, <laughs> again, a, again. <laughs> there's a certain breed of people that 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 do a marathon and have that feeling, right? Like most people are like, well, yeah. check that off the list. I'm not doing that anymore. Yep. Yeah. So I, mean, you, I definitely had those races. Uh, right. In that where, uh, <laughs> where you? How did you? Um, where, like, how did you access that many merit? I mean, you were just on the road a bunch. You travel or like, was there enough yeah. regionally for you to get to? Yeah, I've traveled a lot um, to a lot of races. I've only done, I think, three, three, maybe four international marathons. But yeah, mostly within the U.S. Um, but nice. I, when I first started running marathons, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so, I'm in so Minneapolis now. So, so you had the rock and roll. You did that. Yep, one. that was my first race. It was called. Oh, was the, it? Yeah, it was called the Country Music Marathon. Right, and, uh, right, right. And actually, yeah. the only reason I did it was I did this random 5K, and there was a flyer on my car afterwards that um, was advertising a training group for the Country Music Marathon. So, huh. like, this sounds fun. I'll do this. So it 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 worked. You know, they're yeah. like, we're gonna put flyers on all these people's cars and hope that yep. we get some business. And you're like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> It was actually a, a fun little group that I, I stayed I stayed with for like three years probably. So, nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So so you went so all these marathons, and I know you you were really gunning for sub three, which is uh which is a uh, a time that a lot of people who get serious about marathons that's like your 
you know, kind of golden um, time, right? To get under For three sure, hours. For sure, yeah. And no, like- what uh, I'm interested to hear about that process kind of that chase for sub three and what that ultimately led to for you. Yeah. So I, I feel like I've, I I still feel like it will happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to take a little bit of a step back from it because, um, just going after it cycle after cycle and not being able to put it together on race day. Um, just, it became really frustrating for me. And I just, my last, um, my last attempt was attempt was Boston in 2019, and I was just like, okay, um, I gotta, I gotta um, start having fun with running because it's what I do for fun, mm-hmm. and it's not fun anymore. Um, right. So, yeah, um, I've so gotten you, the, the closest I've gotten is 305, and I, yeah. I definitely feel like I've been in shape to run sub three, but um, just couldn't put it together. Get, yeah. You feel like it was, was it, was it the physical component that was keeping you from it? Or do you feel like you were like that relentless grind towards something like that type of goal, which is really hard. You think it started to like be more of a mental thing than a physical thing? I think, I think it was, it's definitely become more of a mental, mental block for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I, I think that, well, and you know, and, and some of those races, like, you're like you've the last time you tried to run sub three was in Boston. There's so much pressure that comes with a race like that, right? Like on top of the fact that you're on top of the fact that's a really hard course, right? So that's, right. that's, that's a tough PR course for anyone. Yeah. And then, and then it takes so much effort to actually get to Boston. Cause that's a qualify, you know, to, I find I've seen that happen with, with athletes over the years is like these things can take on a life of their own. Right. And, it, and it's like not even, about the goal or, or the goal itself is, is maybe not the thing that's unobtainable. It's just becomes this, like this thing that, that like, yeah, lives in, in a life of its own or a space of its own. And it feels like it's untouchable and, and it starts to just like get in your way and bog you down. And, um, exactly. yeah. So you, so 2019 ran Boston, uh, yeah. didn't get sub three, right. which is three or five is a hell of a time though. That's for everyone. Yeah. That's <laughs> not what I ran at Boston that year. Right. But- well, um, yeah. Yeah. So actually, um, backing up to 2017, that was, that was when I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm done running road marathons for a while. I'm going to train for a trail race. And so I just, that's when my, like, I, I don't know. I think I just became much mentally healthier with training. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't care about my times anymore. Um, just went out and ran in the woods yeah enjoying nature and yeah. did and then a few you got, trail races <laughs> you got, and then you got faster though because that like, I did, you, yeah. you did that and you started like setting course records and you got a bunch of prs <laughs> yeah. yeah um initially in 2017 um i mean i didn't know a lot about trail running and i was like oh yeah like I, i'm looking at these race times for these races and i'm like oh i can do that like uh, I could run a winning time on this course. And then I actually got to my first trail race and I'm like, I don't know, I finished probably like ninth or 10th. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can't run this, this time <laughs> on this terrain. Right. Um, it's going to take more work to be able to do that. Um, yeah. So, and, but I didn't really, I didn't really focus on trying to win trail races or I, I don't know, just 
I wasn't really trying to be competitive and I just eventually uh, became competitive on the trail. So, right. Yeah. um, So, I mean, that's an interesting, it, it, it really flies in the face to, to some degree of like how we think about, um, preparing to, to, to be like the best versions of ourselves, right? We would imagine mm-hmm. oftentimes as athletes yeah. and as coaches, we're like, okay, well, if I want to get faster, like I better, I better focus more on this thing. Like I better give it more weight. Um, right. and that's like the opposite of what you did. Right. So you yeah. were like, okay, I'm not going to worry about pace. I'm just going to go out and run. Yeah. Um, and in doing so you, you actually got better at the thing that you, in a li- yeah. in like some ways, like almost like cared less about. Not not that like you were emotionally less invested, but you're just like, well, I just got to let this thing be for fun. Um, right. So I don't know. Like, I'm. Do you feel like um, this is something that comes up all the time, or or, or feels like it's like surfacing more and more, um, specifically with like through throughout the pandemic, is this idea of of like if you lead with with joy, if you're like, well, I'm just going to do the thing that makes me happy. And if I lead with that, like that will really yield the results that I want because everything Absolutely. else is real heavy yeah. and everything else feels hard and or yeah. harder than it has to be. So, I mean, is that where you were at? Like, you're like totally. Okay. Like I was, when I was training for like towards the, my last few road marathons, I was just dreading these long runs, long, fast runs on the road. Like just, did not want to do them, but did them anyway. And um, when I started trail running, I one of my favorite places to train outside of Minneapolis for trail is Afton State Park. And I would just be so pumped to like drive out to Afton every Saturday morning and spend a few hours on the trail with some friends and just like laughing and having a good time. And it was just like such a different, um, I don't know, it just it it just changed running for me. And it's yeah. what I, it's exactly what I needed. So, right. Yeah. Just <clears throat> do, I mean, that's a hard thing though. Or, or maybe like, maybe it wasn't for you, but it, it it's oftentimes, and I've had this experience as well. It's like, it's easier said than done, right? Like it's easy to hang mm-hmm. on to these goals or, or maybe that the better way to put that is it's hard to let them go. Right. You spend a lot of time and a lot of yeah. races and energy and mm-hmm. in, in, in this being good at road marathons. And, right. and then to say, well, I'm going to let that thing go and I'm just going to yeah. do So like, how did you navigate? I mean, I don't know. Did you have challenges with that? Cause sometimes it seems like it's hard to give this, give these other things, uh, the same like weight, right? You're like, well, if I'm not doing that, what's the point of, what's the right. point of showing up? What's the point of sticking with it? I don't know. Like what was that transition like for you? Yeah. So I definitely, where I was at was like, well, I have to do this because I have to break three hours in the marathon. Like Mm. I, I have the potential to do it. I've run the times that in other races that suggest I can do it. Um, it's just what I have to do. Like, and I didn't have to start trail running or start doing trail races. Um, and that was just, that was just freeing. Like, I I never told myself you're never going to break three hours. You just have to forget about it. Like I still think that I will. I still believe in myself. Um, mm-hmm. I just need to ref. I, I just needed to refocus for a while and 
or not focus for a while. Right. Right. So you feel like, so you're still like, that's interesting. So you're almost like still hanging on or not hanging on, but like still keep that like road marathon goal in sight while having these other goals outside of that. Like, it, cause you know, it, it can be like all or nothing, right. Or very like black or white. Um, sometimes where you're like, okay, well I either got to go all in on this thing or do something completely different, but you're kind of operating in like both spaces. It feels like you're like, well, eventually I can put this thing on the back burner and, and I'll get there. Yeah. Well, I think it's more, um, I believe I can still do it, but now I, I don't have to do it. I don't right. before it was, I have to do this. I have like, I have to make it happen. Like I'm 37 years old. It might not ever happen and I'll be okay with that. Yeah. But do I, do I still think I can do it? I do. Yeah. Um, and if I decide to put together a marathon cycle and I will, that will be my goal. Yeah. So. What's that process looked like for you? Um, for that acceptance piece, right? Cause like, as we age, yeah, we could use that as like a primary timeline. Like as we age, we, we do have to revisit our goals, right? It doesn't mean the sum total of the effort is not worth it, but, but yeah, like maybe, maybe it looks different. So like, yo, what's that process look like for you to like come to that acceptance and still know that this, that the effort is worthwhile. Yeah. So still like run Like, are you, are you saying like picking a goal for if I do run a, a road marathon? Yeah. I feel like it's, it can be challenging to relinquish a goal right? So to to say, you know, so what, what I, and I'm sure you've had this experience talking to athletes as well is like, it can be hard to, to understand, um, or to have clarity in like in real time, right? So we always think about like, we always reflect back when we're goal setting, oftentimes we reflect back to the best versions of ourselves, right? right? And so we're like, Oh, I want to do this thing. Um, and we think about when we were at our, you know, most fit and most healthy and most, and then that, you know, year after year that changes. It's not that we can't continue to get more fit, but there is sometimes where we have to be like, well, we have to redefine our expectations. Right. And we have to say like, and, and like, that's, you feel, it sounds to me like you're very much kind of in a very like Zen like place, um, <laughs> with your like sub three goal, which I think is great. Cause that. I've been in that same place. Like I used to run yeah. a lot of road marathons and, and, and like obsessively chasing yep. faster times and, and yep. really honestly like got to a point where I was like, I can't move that fast anymore. Right. Like yeah. my body's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I can't still strive to be some level of fitness, but I, but right. there, the moment has passed to some degree of like, I'll never be able to run on the road. A period. I've never been to run as fast as I did a decade ago. Sure, That's just yeah. my body, right? And yeah. I'm not, there's a lot of people that are crushing it and that are, you know, in their 40s and 50s, 60s and whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like how did, like, I think arriving at that place is a really like mature thing, place to be as an athlete. So yeah, I'm just curious, like how you, what, where, you, how you got there to say like, well, I think I can still do it, but if I, if I don't, that's fine too. Um, yeah. cause that it's not as straightforward, I think for a lot of people and maybe it wasn't as straightforward for you. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. And it, I just realized that it wasn't, wasn't a healthy place to be at all. Like I beat myself up every time that mm. it didn't happen or during training, like I have to do this or it's not going to happen um, when I didn't want to do it. And just realizing that and realizing like, hey, I'm more than just a time or I'm more than just a runner. Like running is something I do for fun. I'm not a professional runner. It's not my job. Mm-hmm. Like I have all these other things that I care about and people and um, yeah, just um, and yeah. And, and being realistic, like, yeah, I'm, I might not ever break three hours and that's OK. Like I can still train for a race and run really well and that that can be okay too right yeah i i think that like varied identity piece is really important you know you said like i'm not just a runner and as athletes like we can get pretty wrapped up in that right where you're like well this is the only thing that matters you know and right um i uh, i uh did a one of the episodes of the podcast i did was um with this, uh, this woman named Shannon Stober. And she, she, she had a really good point. It's something that stuck with me. I brought up that point and, and she was just like, um, she was like, you know, it's just not our only identity, right? Like, like factually, she was just like, you, you have, you have, you have a life before that, right? You have a childhood, you mm-hmm. have experiences, circumstances, mm-hmm. there's all these things that have made you who you are. And we get so wrapped up as athletes in these things. And that's, that's, that's great. I mean, I think that's one of the things that makes like being an athlete so, so great is it is so important to us. It is such a like vital piece of who we are, but it's not the yeah. only thing, right? And life will go on when you're not doing that thing, you know, when you're yeah. not training or when you're not in peak fitness or, or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that, and that that's okay. Uh, hey everyone. Uh, I recently came across a new product on the market uh, and I wanted to take a moment to share it. Uh, with our listeners. Uh, Access Nutrients has created a supplement designed to assist with better absorption of zinc, iron, calcium, and magnesium. Uh, This is a heavily researched and science-backed supplement that helps to break down the anti-nutrient phytate. Uh, Phytate is present in things like beans, grains, nuts, and seeds. Uh, Any product made from these foods, uh, such as pasta, rice, chickpeas, nut butters, whole wheat flour, cereals, etc., etc. So without the enzyme, the above-mentioned micronutrients are largely unavailable for absorption, leading to deficiencies. So without iron, our bodies struggle to transport oxygen. Without zinc, our body's immune system is impaired, and many enzymatic processes cannot function normally. So this enzyme has already helped a number of people that I work with uh, on the athlete side with better performance, improved energy, uh, anemia, fatigue, and other conditions. Uh, You can have a read through the research on their site for more information, but just trust me when I say that this enzyme could be a game changer uh, for many of you when it comes to optimizing your performance. Uh, I've been taking it um, for about two to three months now, and I've noticed uh, big changes in my recovery, my sleep, uh, muscular fatigue, uh, endurance, uh, my ability to fuel uh, more closely to workouts. So it really has been um, uh, a really positive or had a positive impact on my performance. So so for all of our listeners, um, you can go to accessnutrients.org and use the code THOMASENDURANCE 
um, to get 25% off uh, your order. And um, I think it's going to be something that you guys really like. I encourage you to try it out. Um, it's, uh, it's a really uh, cool product. I think it could be something that's very impactful for so many athletes and so many listeners of this podcast. So again, that's accessnutrients.org, code Thomas Endurance for 25% off your order. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, it's been something that's been exciting for me to try. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I still, wherever, however this thing like is important in my life, like that's what it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be anything yeah. else. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We give yeah, it a lot of weight. Hard. It's hard. Like our social circle becomes our, our friends that we train with too. And right. If you get injured or you're not running as fast as your friends anymore. That's hard too. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You're, yeah. you, I know like, you you've said you you like really like the um or get as much out of like crewing and pacing and being a part of that experience for others as you do for yourself and that's so yeah like is that um what like what what role does that play in your like ability to be an athlete is that like that that community that you're a part of that you just mentioned oh yeah um yeah i just i just find inspiration in other athletes I find like especially people I'm close to and my good friends um I I just know I'm just lucky to know so many tough amazing people and they just constantly remind me to be tough and amazing right <laughs> and, um yeah, yeah what's what's the saying right you're you're only yeah you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with right exactly that's the, yeah that's that's so important yeah it is you. You touched on though. I think the the and maybe I don't know. Do you feel like I don't want to say downside because it's not a downside, but like if if you are because you've dealt with injury as well. So like when you're when you're not um, when you're not at your best, like is it is it bad that that's your um, or is it a detriment that that's your social circle, right? Because I've been in the same position where you're like. You're like, well, that's how I used to connect with these people that I really care about. And now, like, I don't know where I don't know where to go. Right. Like, I don't know what to do on Saturday mornings when all my friends yeah. are going to do long runs and like I'm injured or in a place where I'm not doing that. So I don't know. How do you because I mean, you've I know this year you've struggled with some setbacks from injury. So is that is that impacted your like your social circle? Yeah, for sure. Um but I just try to try to do different things with those same friends. Like mm. we'll have coffee or we'll go on a walk. Like um, I'm fortunate that, you know, I have friends that will suggest things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you're saying I need to find other friends if my friends aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, like um, my boyfriend's actually better at this than I am, but he has a lot of friends that are non-running or like that don't run and don't aren't athletes. And I think that's, that's great. And so I have found that we, you know, we use that time to like hang out with them. So. Right. Yeah. I had, I had to actually like make a conscious, I had to actually like try to do that years ago in like find, like connect with people that weren't like at, I'm using like quotations, yeah. like weren't athletes. Cause I, cause I, I, I had had several friends, like people that I felt like I was close to 
like tell me they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what we have in common. Mm-hmm. Cause like you're like, you're, you're into fitness or you're, you know, you're out there doing yeah. all these things. And like, I'm not doing those things. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't realize like, I like that was, I hadn't tried to do that, but that was like my persona, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And for, because I am like immersed in it. Right. Like on the athlete right. side and the coaching side and this and the other. And I was like, Oh, I need to do a better job of like varying my identity so I can connect with yeah. these people and like, let them know that like, I can, I can like it, their, their friendship's still valuable, even if they're not like runners. Right. Or, cyclists, sure. or like what they do on Saturday morning is not the same thing as what I do. And that's, that's fine. I think that gets hard because, you know, your your friends that aren't athletes will invite you to do something and you'll be like, oh, I, well, I can go, but I can only stay until like nine o'clock because I have to do a long run in the morning or right. Whatever. Yeah. How many, how many, and then you how, stop getting those invites. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Like how many parties and, you know, nights out or like dinners or whatever we were like, have you bailed on they're not bailed but had to leave early yeah because you're like well yeah you know my alarm goes off at you know four or whatever like i gotta i gotta, yeah. I gotta rock and roll um yeah yeah i think it's i, I have found it easy i don't know have, have you found it easier like as you've gotten older that that felt like a much it feels like a much more comfortable place for me to be like now than it did like when i was you know in my twenties or something. Oh right? yeah. Because like everyone goes to bed at nine o'clock now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, the, the easy. Yeah. The, yeah. If you actually I had a, I had two friends send me messages last night uh, at nine 30 and uh-huh. I was asleep. Like, <laughs> they, I texted them this morning uh, and I was like, Hey, sorry. Like I didn't get it. I was like, I, I was, you got to catch me earlier. I was like, nine right. 30. I was like, get, get out of here. I was like, if I wasn't asleep, I was certainly like, I was, I was on the verge and I was, I was reading in bed and I, you know, so right. I was like, yeah, he's like, you gotta, you gotta Winding get me. Down, sure. Yeah. I was like six o'clock or earlier. I was like, after that, like I'm starting the, the wind down process. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I, um, I know that you, um, you started running because you had a really traumatic event uh, in your life. So if you're comfortable sharing that, I'd be I'd love to hear your story of like how you came to running. Cause I think that's really impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm comfortable. Um, yeah. So I was running a little bit around this time, but um, in 2005, my, my dad died in a car accident. Um, it's a very traumatic way to, to lose someone you're close to. Um, sure. Since it's so unexpected. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It was just a very overwhelming time for, I mean, I, I just remember it being overwhelming for me, but I know it was also just as overwhelming for my mom and sister, but um, everyone wants to be there for you um, during something like that. And and that can be overwhelming too. Just Sure constant phone calls, emails, whatever, um, people bringing stuff over. And I found that when I was, when I was out running, like that was, that was when I can really, could really process it. Um, what had happened. Um, so I just, I just started going for more runs and going outside and just, that was, that was the only way I could process it. Um, because when I, when I would come back, there was just so much noise. Right. Um, so, yeah. 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 I think, 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, using like exercise, it could be running, it could be anything like as mm-hmm. uh, a, an opportunity or a method to process mm-hmm. is that's always been something that's really um, important for me too. like, you know, through varying stages of life, loss or stress mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I mean, did you, um, I mean, is that still like an important part of, uh, that was in, when was that? 2005? 2005. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a long, you know, a good while ago. Do you still feel like you turned to running and exercise and movement for like part of that, you know, to like process and to like get clarity and get away from the noise? Yeah. I mean, I was already, I already exercised and, and, you know, jogged a little bit. Um, and I definitely, definitely started doing a lot more at that time. Yeah. Um, my dad was, I mean, I get my love of being outdoors from my dad and, Mm um, I just, I'd be on a run and just be like, he would love this so much that I just ran 10 miles, um, or that I, you know, like now he would love that I do ultra marathons. <laughs> he would just be like, so, so pumped about that. Um, yeah, he was, uh, the last time I saw him, we, we had a push up contest. Oh, that's awesome. Was, but, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he was, he was pretty into just being active and, and outside. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So that's great. Um, but yeah, that's, I still feel like when I go, sometimes when I go for runs, I, I'm the close, I'm closer to my dad than, than any other time. Right. Um, so when I'm out doing something like that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm a big proponent and I've talked a lot about on this podcast and, and other places like the value of, um, of, of exercise, like over and above mm-hmm. fitness, you know, it, it seems like a really, yeah like your, your experience with getting into running more and it being a very central part of your life is like a very poignant version of that where, it, yeah. you know, it's like it, it, you know, everything you've accomplished as a runner is really a byproduct of like the process of committing to exercise, right. Committing to seeing that through and, and, and making that a part of your life. And like, and fitness was almost like an accidental part of that, right? You're like, oh, look, like I'm going further. I'm going faster. Like I'm going to do marathons. But it was only because like that was just something you needed, right? Yeah, and, right. you know, I, I feel like that's, um, you know, it's almost like if we lead with that, right? If we're like, mm-hmm. this thing is important because it it makes me like better and it, it mm-hmm. gives me clarity or it gives me purpose yeah. or, you know, whatever the, the version is for, for everyone. Um then then like your performance goals will come as a result of that right right yeah i mean Uh, running is time on paper but it's also it's so much more than that right yeah yeah and more and more like i feel like that's that's the piece for me like i'm i'm excited you know if i like kind of accidentally get fit but it's like it's just a function of like needing that space you know and then i'll like i'll go out for like a tempo run i'm like oh I was pretty fast. Okay, great. You know, or like I'll be strength training. I'd be like, Oh, that was, that was heavier than before. Like, okay, maybe I am doing something, but uh, like in the moment, it really is just a function of like, that has to be like such a central point in my life. 
and my day. And then like, it's almost like I fall backwards into like fitness. Um, right. you know, yeah. And I think that's when fitness happens too. When you're not, when you're not so focused on, right. on the, the outcome. Yeah. What's your balance like? Cause I mean, you, you know, you, you, as someone who is, um, you know, running at a, at a, you know, at a, I mean, you're relatively high level. I mean, you say, you know, you're not a professional, but you're, you're going pretty damn fast. Um, you're setting course records and PRs. Like what's that balance like for you? Cause you have to, you have to do a certain amount of work, right? Like there has to be intensity. There has to be workouts that, you know, you have to make sure you're moving the needle. So how do you balance that with like that, like kind of what we were just talking about of like, well, you can't care too much, right? If you lead with that, you, then you get bogged down. Then you're in your sub three chase and you, you start to, there starts to be too much weight. So like, what's, how's that, how's that all shake out for you? Like, how do you manage that balance? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't just tell yourself, don't focus on getting better while also putting in the work to get better. Right. Right. Don't focus on time, but also. Like, but time matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, so like, I mean, that's always a struggle because you you do get focused on what you have coming up and training for it and and you want to do well because you put in all this work. Um, I mean, my so 2019, I had a really amazing season, both on the trail and on the road. And I think I was just, you know, I was just having so much fun on the trails, didn't care about road times. Um, but hopped off the trails to, you know, I ran like a road 10 K and I, I PR'd, it was like a seven year old PR that I broke. Um, and I think, um, yeah, just, um, letting go and just having fun. Um, like, you know, I, like if you're, I think my mind was just in a really healthy spot with, um, I'm going to run this 10 K and I don't care if it's how fast it is because I've been trail training. Like I don't expect it to be so, right. but it was, um, yeah. And same with, uh, I ran a road 10 mile during that season too and PR'd that as well. Um, yeah. Was that yeah. the RCA event? Um, no, that was on trail. Um, yeah, I, I won the RCA trail 10 mile state championship that year, um, which was really fun. I actually, um, I followed a guy off course uh, <laughs> and he turns around and he's, I, he was running in like third place overall, I think. And I was, I was in fourth um, first female and um, he turns around and he's like, I think we're going the wrong way. I'm sorry. It's totally my fault. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And so we, we turned around together, ran together a little bit. And then I was like, no, I was winning. Like I've got to get this back. And um I just, I ran so hard and had to pass the three or four women that had, had gotten ahead of me. And yeah, I was just like, sorry, like I was off course. <laughs> I, was off. <laughs> I'm not, I know I'm moving like fast right now. <laughs> yeah. that's, um, uh, good for you. How, when, when did you, that's a, I think we've all had, you know, that's such a, like a heartbreaking moment when that hat, when you realize like you're off you're off course, right? Like I, oh. I think that's happened. It's, it certainly happens maybe I, in my experience, like more in, on trail stuff, you know, whether it's on the bike or on, on the run, but 
Um, yeah, you just got like super focused after that. And, and cause it, I think it can go two ways, right? You can like get super deflated and yeah. you're like, I, I can't get it back. Like, screw this, you know, especially if it's like later in the race or something, you're tired, but right. it, you, you went the other way. You're like, you're like, it's time to make it happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I perform better maybe when I'm picking people off. Oh, sure. I was like, okay, let's make a game out of this. Let's see how many people I can just take back. And um, so, yeah, I, and yeah, I, I, I wasn't mad, but I was just like, it was very high stress. And I was like, I just have to, I just have to run really, really fast and, and yeah. get this back. And, yeah. I've, um, I've performed really well when I'm pissed off. I think that's, you know, like yeah. that's, that's a good motivator. Like I, I, yeah. I had a, I was, uh, doing the race one time for the state championship uh in on, on the mountain bike and yeah i i wrecked it, it like this pr- relatively close i was in first and um i just like i don't even remember what happened at this point it's been a little while ago but um yeah i wrecked and and like four people and i was so mad that yeah i just like I just rode with like abandon like n- like yeah. no skill like i was just as hard as i could go and like I was bleeding, like I it was like a pretty bad rep. Yeah. And ended up coming back and, and winning. But um, yeah. yeah, I was just angry. You know, I was like, you yeah. gotta be kidding me. You know, it was like the end of the season. I'd worked all year and I was like, knew yeah. like that was the goal. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, no, this is not going to be the way it fizzles out. You know, like what a, what right. a BS way to, <laughs> to like right. make it in. Um, yeah. yeah. That was my, so my friend who I had, I had paced him in uh, the Superior 100 mile the weekend before, paced and crewed him. Um, he had actually talked to me into doing the, the championship race. And he was like, my friend's a race director. He wants people to, he wants some competitive runners to come out and run his race. And I was like, okay, sure. Like I was pretty much saying yes to every race at the time because I was just having a lot of fun competing and, and running and especially on trail. And, um, when I got off course, I was like, oh, I wasn't even like planning to do this race. Like, why am I here? Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that's funny. Um, I remember, uh, he was actually like asleep in the grass when I, when I passed, um, through at the end, <laughs> the race director, no, my friend, oh, your friend who, who had just run the hundred before. The weekend before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had like gotten up early to drive with me to the race and uh, he had since he you know wasn't training he had I, I think he had been out late the night before but yeah yeah like, yeah the, the I'm bringing the, you to this race to compete and I'm just gonna <laughs> the uh the blowback from the uh the the 100 is very real you know that next couple of weeks is a is a real uh <laughs> is a imagine, real tough yeah. time to to navigate um I've seen my friends go through. I haven't, I have yet to run a hundred mile race, but. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, it's a very zombie esque experience, you know, (laughs) I I remember uh, the last hundred that I ran, I had to, uh, I, it was the dumbest thing in the world. Like, I don't, I don't know why I thought it was going to work, but it, it was like, I ran and like the, that, that next day I, I went to a conference for, for work that I was speaking at. And I like agreed to that like way in advance. I was like, that's fine. Like I'll get done with a hundred. I'll get in the car. Like I can drive to this thing in another state. 
and uh, and do this. And, and oh man, it was miserable. You know, like I was so tired. Of course, I hadn't slept in like two days. I just run a hundred and you know whatever miles, and you know, yeah, I was just like, nope, I got to take this more seriously. So <laughs> that was the last <laughs> time I committed to anything like after uh, an ultra distance race. I was like, nope, the yeah. next week is just downtime. Um, yeah. that was a, that was a tough experience to manage. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did the, did you, you did the, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the relay from, or the race from Las Vegas to, or from LA to Las Vegas? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The speed project. Speed project. That was, yeah. was that last year? Yeah. So, um, some friends of mine from Mill City Race Team, we, um, during the pandemic or the first year of COVID in 2020, um, the speed, pro- we had talked about doing the speed project or trying to get in because it's like invite only and it's very like, um, you got to know someone to know someone right. to get in. Yeah. Um, so we found a guy that knew someone. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We, we ended up doing their DIY speed project, which, um, was basically a virtual relay um, in 2020 since they couldn't have the real thing. Um, so we did that and we we placed pretty well. We placed fifth overall. Um, so then Matt, my boyfriend, he uh, we weren't he wasn't my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> uh, we he wrote an essay to try to get us into the real thing for 2021 and and they let us in. Oh, cool. Um, so. The way the speed project works is, yeah, it's a race from LA to Vegas, but it's a no rules race. So they have a suggested route, but you can take any route you want. So we, uh, Matt and some of the other guys on the team spent months working on a route. We went out for like a scouting trip at one point, um, and we were pretty convinced that we had um, the winning route. So... Um, it's typically, I think a 340 mile, um, race, but we got it down just under 300 miles. Oh, wow. Um, That's substantial when you're talking about trying to, trying to, you know, get it done quickly. Exactly. Yeah. So we had, um, a team of really amazing runners last year. Um, but we also had this, this great route and we weren't sure that the route would work out. Like, a lot of it is on um, what's called Powerline Road through the desert. Sure. Um, so we had, um, we knew like from like past teams had gotten stuck and it ruined the race because they had to like take alternate routes or like runners pass them during that time. So um, anyway, um, we broke the course record by, uh, well, we ran 29.51 and I think it was 31.15 before that. Nice. Um, so yeah, we broke the course record one by a few hours and for 300 miles back this year. <laughs> yeah. How many people are on the team? Six. So, um, four men and two women, which is like their OG category, which I think when they first started doing the speed project, that was just what they had on their team. Four right. men and two women. So, yeah. So what was your, how did you guys break up mileage and stuff? Like, did everybody kind of get equal or you played to people's strengths or like, what was the strategy uh, We there? definitely played to people's strengths. So, um, we, I can't give away too much, but 
we we broke the team up into uh, two groups of th- or two teams of three. So there'd be mm-hmm. three runners on, three runners off for a few hours. Right. So, so that we could get adequate rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and mileage. Um, the way we broke that up. So there's no rules with that either, but um, basically we had a trail running team and a fast road running team. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah. So you're doing it again this year. When, when, when is it? We are. It's March 25th. Oh, you're coming up. You, yeah, you gotta be ready. No it's wonder. Soon. Yeah, this, this feels like a very clandestine, you know, like we can't, yeah, we're talking about top secret stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to edit this out. I didn't realize we were. Uh, yeah. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> I don't think I've said too much, but yeah, yeah okay. I had a, a friend yesterday that he runs, um, he runs for a, he runs professionally. Um, and I guess who he runs for is putting together a team. And he was asking me all these questions. He was like, isn't there a faster route? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) You get like documentation. That's all like redacted, you know, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It looks like top secret government files. I was like, I will buy you a beer to sabotage your team's route. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I will, I will do anything I can to get in your way. Um, (laughs) that's great. I really like that relay type stuff. I've done, I've done several of those. Not, not that long. 300 miles is a long way. I mean, yeah, what is it? I mean, so yeah, I mean, 50 miles a person, right? Mm -hmm. Give give or take. Yeah. Yeah, Like some of the faster team members ended up going further than, than some of the slower ones. Yeah. Yeah. But but, I mean, we had a, we had a very quick team and we have a very quick team this year. Uh, A few of them are, uh, so three original members are coming back. Um, and then we have three new guys. So nice. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah. I did the longest, I guess, version of that, that I did. I did do a 200 and something mile and with a four man ultra team, which I guess the mileage ended up shaking out similar and, um, super cool. Like the dynamics of how you plan for that are totally different. Cause you, you have this like downtime, you know, it's, it's very hard to run again. Like it's, I think it would be much easier or it is much easier to just run 50 miles than to break that up over the course of some, you know, kind of random yeah. amount of time. And he's like, is that how you guys, I mean, I imagine it play out the same way. You have like a 10 mile chunk and then like a 15 mile chunk or, or whatever. You can't give it away. It sounds like, but I, I can't give it away, but it was, yeah. It wasn't quite like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to redact all this. We, we've, we've said too much already. Yeah. Any private <laughs> any, any competing teams that are listening, uh, yeah. we're not giving it away. <laughs> um, that's so cool. Well, not related to, to running strategy. Um, how did you deal? I mean, it's hot. Like you're coming from Minneapolis. Oh yeah. And then it's, it's hotter. I mean, mm-hmm. then you're like, is that, the heat wrecks me. I feel like, cause I live in a cold oh, climate yeah. too. How did you, I mean, did you do anything to like train for that? Or you just, you just are handled no. it well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, most of our team was from Minneapolis and the rest of, so two team members were from Chicago. So we're all coming from cold climates. Right. Um, last year it was in May instead of Ooh. March. March is the normal time frame, So it was definitely hotter. Yeah. Um, and they moved it to May because you know, COVID. Um, right. And yeah, so that was difficult. Um, my team member, Brad, um, I remember being in the back of the, the truck with him and we were rotating and 
we just had this ice bucket in between the two of us and we were just like soaking our hands in it every time because, or every time we get back in the truck uh, while our other uh, teammate Lance was running um, because someone had told us just before the race, like, if you just get your hands really cold, it will trick your body into thinking you're cooler. So, which seemed to work. I don't know. I mean, you try anything at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were like soaking our singlets in the ice um, between legs and just doing anything we could to stay cool. I definitely like, yeah, I, I don't like the heat. Like in the summer I'm wearing as little as possible, but in the desert, I, you know, you want to protect yourself from the sun too. So right. um, definitely just wearing white clothing. And yeah, I always yeah. think about those people. Like I, I don't, I have no desire to do it, honestly. Like I, yes. but like bad water and stuff, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't have, I can't imagine like, like purposefully adding the heat to an already difficult thing to do. Right. Like that just seems like a layer. I, I, I perform, I hate the heat, you know, I don't have to yeah. deal with it luckily very much. Yeah. Um, which I guess is, you know, obviously why I hate it. Cause I don't, I'm not exposed to it. Um, but that's, that's, that's brutal. I was looking, um, like, how do you, how do you handle, I mean, there's a big mental piece to desert running too, right? Like if you, if anybody's like looked at picture, any desert running like Batwater, yeah. but you know, pictures of the speed project and stuff, we have these like massive stretches of just like nothingness, right? It's flat right. or relatively flat and you're out there right. running. Like, how do you, I mean, did that mess with your head or you were, you just were clipping away and it was fine or. Um, it was fine. I, I don't remember being too bothered by that. A lot of the sections I was on were pretty mountainous. Um, mm. Or, I mean, during the day, well, that was actually at night. During the day, um, I was on some flatter desert stuff, but uh, the truck that I was in was in front of me. So, oh, I, so you can kind of yeah. see you had like a little carrot out there. Yeah, there's a little carrot. I just had to get to the truck. <laughs> um, and there's other stuff going on like i don't know there's crazy stuff in the desert that people just like drop like speedboats mm. and i don't know there's stuff yeah to look at. that's a that's a that particular part of the country is like wild it's pretty lawless it's out there it's like, yeah like, it's like being on an episode of breaking bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is yeah i've i've been uh i haven't ran like that but I, i've spent time in that area and like you know road trips and climbing trips and different things and like yeah. you're like yeah it's like a whole nother world you know this is yeah. like and, and it is and it's a stretch between like massively populated parts of the country right like you yeah. leave la and las vegas obviously is super populated even though it's like a pod in the middle of the desert but um yeah, yeah that's a wild it's a wild that's stretch so weird about that race like we started um as Santa Monica Pier at 4 a.m. and running through LA. Um, there's just, you know lots of lots of people, lots of like homeless um, that you're running through, and then um, then you get to the desert and there's nothing. Yeah, I, I mean it's I a pretty big it. stretch, I guess. Like you spend a fair amount of mileage like getting out of LA, right? You like, do, yeah. Yeah, I mean because yeah. it obviously sprawls forever. Yeah, I don't think we we're out of LA until maybe like noon that day. Oh yeah, like, so I was like. Yeah putting a fair amount of work before you get out there for sure yeah i was yeah. absolutely giddy once we got to the desert though like yeah i just remember those daytime legs even though they were hot they were so fun right that's so cool i love that all right well we're gonna keep 
we're gonna keep up with your speed project once it's okay. once it's live and you're doing it. We'll we'll check back in because um, <laughs> now I, yeah we've we I gotta know I gotta know how it goes. That's so cool. Um, so uh, switching gears a little bit, one of the things that you um, you and I have talked about is uh, this idea of balance, and you described it, uh, which I thought was really cool, and I I never thought about it this way uh, or heard it described this way, but this idea of like putting um it's like puzzle pieces and Mm -hmm. and and like finding the edge pieces first and and then you build in from there and and you describe it as like yeah you can you can build a puzzle or you can complete a puzzle without those edge pieces but it's a hell of a lot harder right and it doesn't have as much you can't quite see what's going on and and so i i don't know i just i'm interested like just expand on that because I think that like what that really means for you, you know, because I thought that was such a when I you and I were talking about that, I was like, oh, it's a, it was so clear. I was like, yes, the edge pieces like that's that's what you have to do first. But it's not it's not the sexiest thing to do. Right. Like the cool part is in the middle. That's where the picture comes together. And that's what's like, you know, sexy or exciting or whatever. But it but the edge pieces are are like what gives you clarity. That's what allows you to like frame the thing. So I don't know, like what. I just want you to, if you can, just like expand on that because I thought that that made so much sense to me when I was when you were talking about that. Um, so yeah, what's yeah. that analogy? Kind of how's that taken shape? I just thought of that because like I don't know when I was a kid, I hated that. Like I'd build a puzzle with my family and be like, I don't want to find the edge pieces. That's boring. Like that's not the fun part. And then yeah, as a, non- a young athlete, I'm like, I don't want to strength train. I don't want to like foam roll. I don't want to do these things that I that. I just want to get to the middle. I want to have good rate. I want to run really well. I want to do the speed work. I want to do the long runs. Um, yeah, but you can't like it's your puzzle is going to be a lot stronger if you find the, the edge pieces first and, right. and then, then find the middle. Um, yeah. So I think um, you need, yeah, you just need those things to make yourself a better athlete. Um, right you can get by with, with not doing those things for a long time, but it, it'll catch up to you, especially as you age. Um, right. Right. I'm much stronger now than I was 10 years ago. Cause I do the, do the little things. I do the strength work and try to do the foam rolling. <laughs> I know, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's we're all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But what's yeah, the, like, it's always a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It is a struggle. I, but like, how do you, I mean, it's such a, um, we know, I think generally the athletic population knows that those edge pieces are critical, right? There's no debating yeah. like strength training. Good yeah. for you. Makes you better. Everyone runner. tells you that. Yeah. Right. Foam, you know, ancillary work, activation, mobility, foam rolling. We, I don't think there's anybody disputing. There probably is, but you know, m- most people <laughs> and, and general phys, you know, science tells us, those things are good. So why, like, why is it challenging? Right? Like why? Cause we still do it. I do it. You know, I know, mm-hmm. I know more, you know, better than most, um, that like that time is super valuable, but I still like literally this morning I was like looking at my foam roller mm-hmm. and, and debating like whether like, I was like, should I do, you know? And I was like, just yeah. like, it's 10 minutes. Like I wasn't doing anything right. else. Like, yeah, yeah, but I was. It, it still is hard. So, like, I don't know why. Why are those edge pieces challenging? 
you know, in your opinion. They're not the fun part, I think for, I mean, for a lot of people, they're not the fun part. Like I really enjoy strength training. A lot of people don't, Mm -hmm. a lot of people just like to run and yeah, I like running more than I like strength training, but strength training makes me a stronger, better runner. So I just have to think about it like that. Will I be better off doing like a double or, or strength training instead of running again that day? So, right. Yeah. You have to like figure out a way to make it, to like give it as much weight as the, as the run is there is your primary discipline. It could be, we could substitute running for cycling or any other sport. Um, everybody struggles with like making that thing a priority. Um, yeah. Do you feel like it's, like it, um, uh, like, do you feel like you've tried, you've, you've had to find a way to make that thing like as exciting as, as running or like find a way to engage in it that seems, seems fun? Um, yeah, I, I think the way, well, what worked for me because I used to, I used to hate strength training, um, was I started strength training a lot in 2019 and that's when I had one of the best running years of my life. So I Mm. was like, you know, this contributed to that. Right. And this, this made me have fun and be able to do these things that I did. Um, so this is important and I just need to keep doing this. Right. And, and I'm just really, I'm really glad that I was able to, to make that, um, or that I'm able to make that association with it. So yeah, I think a lot of people, yeah, just don't think it's as important as it is. Yeah. And, yeah. If you haven't seen that correlation, like take shape, it is, it can be harder to like put those puzzle pieces to get right. If you're like, yeah. well, you're like, I built the puzzle and I started in the middle, so I don't see what <laughs> the point is. Right. Whereas if right. you're like, if you're like, well, I started with the edge pieces and yeah. and it never took shape and then when i started yep. or you know or i started with the edge pieces and then it all came together <clears throat> yeah did you shift like what you actually did you know because I, I i see and i hear so many athletes you know we're like we're bombarded with like what you and i'll use quotes like what you should do right and so mm-hmm. we we th- you know we're told like well, if you want to be a better runner like this is what strength training has to look like or if you want to yeah. you know it, it, there's all these like funnels you can get into did you but i feel like what really matters most or maybe the only thing that matters is like what feels exciting <clears throat> and like what yeah. are you going to do consistently so did you like yeah, try to like identify you, that right like what works for you like how how yeah, do you like, like to get strong like yeah right maybe like, that's, yeah maybe that's yeah. climbing or doing pilates or like 100 other activity that's not running that yeah that makes you strong and you're in different ways that running doesn't. Yeah. Um, like just cause you read or not, you know, I mean, we've all done it. Like just cause an article is out that says like, you need to go to the gym and, and, mm-hmm. and do like heavy back squats mm-hmm. as an example, like it, well, yeah. that's not exciting for you. If you can't find mm-hmm. the joy in that, like do something mm-hmm. else. Right. Like yeah. I tell athletes all of that all the time. Like let's start with like the thing that you feel like mm-hmm. you can do consistently you know, yeah. twice a week. Like what's, what's mm-hmm. that look like for you? And again, like you said, it's Pilates or it's whatever. Mm-hmm. And then let's, and then let's figure out how to maximize that specific right. to your goals versus you just grinding it out in the gym and you hate that, right? You're not going to yeah. stick with that. If you know, it's like right. diets, right? You're like, well, if you hate the food you're eating and, and like it's, it's bound then to fail. Won't. 
right. won't eat it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Definitely find something that works for you that you don't hate. And right. And yeah. Or like mixing it up too. You know, I feel like trying to like almost sometimes it's important to like, like mask it as like climbing is a great example, right? Like that, that's just like fun, you know, like I've done, I've climbed on and off like my whole life. And, and it was like, you go to the gym and you're like, that's just a cool thing to do. And uh, the climbing gym. And then like, lo and behold, like what a killer exercise, right? Like like, what a killer workout. Uh, You're like, especially like, I don't do it consistently like I used to. So I'm just wrecked after I go to the climbing gym, right? I'm like, oh Oh, my God, like I'm so tired, you know, muscularly. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, trying to find ways to like engage in activity that doesn't seem or feel like a workout can be important too, right? Like we- Right, yeah, like, I mean, I know, I mean, most of the time- when things are going well, like running doesn't feel like work. It feels mm. like fun or mm-hmm. something, you know, you, like I need to do because I, it just makes me a better person and who I am. And it's what I do every day. Like you need to find an activity that is like that or that gives you that same feeling. Right. So. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, I, we, we get so hung up um, or, or just like stuck in this like workout mentality, right. Where it's like training and like, that's good. I mean, again, like we were saying earlier, like you do have to do the work. I mean, there's certain boxes you have to check, but it should, I've, I've like, I, I, I always try to bring myself and athletes back to just the discussion around or the, or the realization that like being, being an athlete is a privilege and you should be ultimately at the end of the day, not every day, some days are a grind, but like you should be excited to show up. Like that's a great yeah. opportunity um and and like so trying to get out of this at least on the whole this like head down grind it out mentality right because like that doesn't feel sustainable right like it's not sustainable it is for a while but then you get burnt out or injured right i know and there's like there there is a there is a balance you know because we get we we get a lot of we get a lot of that speak in, in like the endurance sports community, right? It's just like, show up, put your head down, grind, like do the work, you know? And I, yeah. I, I like, I get fired up about that sometimes. Like I, I like, there's times when I'm like, that's inspiring. You're like, yeah, like it is cool. Like it can feel good to do that. Like to show mm-hmm. up when it's hard. Right. But it can't be hard every day, you know? Or like, it, I don't know, like trying to come back to that. Like, man, this is, this is a great opportunity, right? This is like a great, yeah. this is a privilege. Um, yeah. like- the, I like the I get to do this. Like, right. That's people say that a lot, but it's it's true. Like we get to do this. Like some people right. aren't as fortunate. So Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. It feels like I'm like, well, you know, if, if this is a way that I can like opt in and electively like make myself mm-hmm. tired, like what a what a <laughs> tremendous opportunity. Right. Like I have energy to burn. Uh, I have a body that can move in a way that like allows me to experience these things. Like, I'm not going to bitch about this, you know, right. You know, even if I'm tired, like it, it, what a, what a great opportunity to like see what happens and explore. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I ran this 50 K in Washington this year and it wasn't going well. (laughs) I just remember like being on top of this mountain. I'm like, I, my body got me up here. mm -hmm. That's, that's all I need. <laughs> right. I know. I love, I mean, that I've, I've, I say that all the time, it, you know, it's just, I feel like 
fitness is, you know, as, as you build fitness, what you're really doing in a sense is you're, you're building the opportunity to have more experiences, right? Like that other people wouldn't have the opportunity to do. Like there's only been, even if it's been like thousands of people, there's only been a small percentage of people that have been on top of that mountain in Washington that you were on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then like you would, you cannot make it up there if you don't have the the physical capabilities. And that's like such a cool thing to, to know that like the, some, you know, that consistent effort that, that being an athlete is the only reason that you had that experience. Um, exactly. You know, and like you could, it could be any, you know, it could even be like just around your neighborhood or whatever, right? Like seeing those things through that lens and experiencing the world, like, because you're an athlete is a, is, is like such a cool thing, right? That a lot of people want that again, like, even if like the park next to your house where you run all the time sees like a million visitors a year, that's still, yeah. that's still a very small percentage of the world, right? That's like right. not going to have those experiences and not going to see those trails and see them throughout the seasons and see them change. And um, like, that's why I stay at it. Cause I'm like, well, yeah. think of all the stuff you'd miss out on if you didn't have the opportunity to like push your body and experience what it's like to like see these things. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Inside or outside, you know, like I honestly feel the same way about like if I'm on the treadmill, I'm like, like what a cool thing to be able to like, you know, like see what your body's capable yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like it still seems yeah. like a, like a luxury, you know, or it is a luxury. Yeah. Certainly. Like, is, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like cool treadmills and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I always just like come back to that where I'm like, well, if you don't, if you don't continue to check in and push yourself and reach for your full potential, then you, you're cer- you're not going to have those opportunities. And like, what a, what a shame, you know, like if you yeah. have the ability. So, um, right. so cool. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, thanks Candace. 